Okay, we are live. It's Thursday, topical discussion day. Today, what are we discussing? Well, the Earth, this planet we walk on. Is it young or is it old? All the discussions that have come up in the uh, recent decades, right? And does it even matter to us Christians if some people or some among us even want to believe that the Earth is millions or billions of years old or if it's just a few thousand years old. Does it matter? And why the discussion? Well, let's see if we can shed a bit of light on the uh, topic at hand. We'll be visiting uh, one of our friends uh, and his article over at uh, christiancourier.com. Our brother Wayne Jackson, may he rest in peace. He's gone on to his reward. And uh, you and I, we can read his article, which of course points to the scriptures. And that is indeed the source of authority. And that's a good thing we should seek to learn, right? Yeah. Stefan Maia is my name. AddedSouls.com is the website. I'm a minister for the East Coast Church of Christ. You can check that out at eastcoastchurchofchrist.com. Please consider signing up to addedsouls.locals.com. It's free to sign up. But once you're there, you can choose to support monthly. No amount is too small. No amount is too large. It certainly goes to keep the work going forward through the Maya family and everything involved. And uh, you will have access to exclusive content. For instance, today, Lord willing, later on, I'll be going live exclusively to supporters over on my locals platform in order to share a uh, lesson from our midweek studies with the church. So by all means, consider that. It goes towards a very good thing, the gospel moving forward. So uh, Earth, yeah, young or old, does it really matter? Let's find ourselves with our brother Wayne and his article as it points us to some uh, scripture and uh, some uh, information that um, would be beneficial if we're paying attention, I suppose. And that is key to our observation. Where is the heart? What's the motive behind our search? Is it genuine or is it uh, simply to, uh, or, uh, or in vain, right? Well, that's important when it comes to answering these questions. Are you truly seeking? Are you looking into the mirror and being transparent with yourselves? Or do you already have your mind made up? You already know the answer and nothing that is shared is going to ever change your thoughts. And well... You're never advanced as a human being <laughs> and the purpose we have on this earth if you're always closed-minded about everything. So, I mean, I had to open up my mind. I was closed-minded for decades. And then I uh, slowly started to think for myself, you know, turned off the TV and thought to myself, well, wait a minute, what's true and what is not true? And uh, lo and behold, you go down that rabbit hole and uh, the answers are there. Who would have thunk it? Answers could be found. <laughs> Seek and ye shall find. Yeah, I guess that was right all along, wasn't it? So Earth, young or old, does it matter? Housekeeping, please consider subscribing to the channel. I think we got all, uh, ourselves over a thousand subscribers and we're so happy to have you all on board to the Added Souls podcast sessions going weekly. You can look at the show notes, of course, to look at the days and the theme of the days and the things we do. Give us a rumble, a thumbs up, share, like, comment, all that kind of good stuff is your part. It don't cost you a dime to do that. And it helps, of course, the Added Souls ministry move forward in uh, influencing 
your local communities and around the world with gospel content and uh, everything that pertains to life and godliness. So, uh, yeah, there it is. Let's put the article on the screen from our brother Wayne Jackson over at ChristianCourier.com. Obviously, we'll be sharing some of our thoughts and studies along with brother Wayne and his article, and uh, I think that's a good thing. All right, where are we here? There we go. Look at that. Bang. Technology, isn't it cool? Okay. Earth, young or old, does it matter? And uh, one might say, it doesn't really matter. And one might say, yeah, it most certainly does matter. Buku, time, buku matter. Well, let's see what our brother Wayne has to say about the, about the, the matter, pun intended. Is the earth billions of years old? Does it matter? What does the evidence reveal? And anyone who's truly seeking an answer wants to have the evidence. I mean, that's why we have honorable courts of law. They're hard to find these days. They're mostly all corrupted by political persuasions and corporations and so on and so forth. But uh, still, within various locations, you might find yourself an honorable and uh, law-abiding, respected court uh, where you could present evidence. And evidence needs to be presented in a case. And so, when we ask ourselves the question, is the earth billions of years old and does it matter? Well, what about the evidence? Is there any evidence to the fact to proving it billions of years or a, a few thousand years? Does it matter? All that kind of stuff. So, people of various religious backgrounds, the article says, entertain different ideas about the age of the universe and the earth. One point of view is that of the theistic evolutionist. Theistic evolutionists believe that, quote, scientific evidence proves that God used evolutionary processes in the development of the earth over vast eons of time. These misguided people and their theological kin argue that the universe is perhaps up to 15 billion years old, while the earth is some 4.5 billion years of age. Theistic evolutionists use two main interpretive manipulation. There's my French getting in the way here of my English reading. Theistic evolutionists use two main interpretative interpretative is that how that's pronounced interpretative manipulations to twist the biblical account into harmony with modern science. One of these methods is called the quote gap theory. This hypothesis proposes that billions of years are silently tucked away between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2. The other popular idea among theistic evolutionists is the so-called, quote, day-age view. This idea asserts that the days of the creation week are not literal. Instead, they are poetic or figurative representations of eons of time. And that is indeed uh, the experience I've seen as well throughout the many years in regards to those who claim to be believers in God, the God of the Bible, who also adhere to what modern, quote-unquote, science would say regarding evolution. And so when I was making my journey away from that past worldview into the current held position I have, it was an honest moment for me 
being humble and simply seeking the answers because I didn't think there were answers to all these things. I thought we just, well, it kind of fall into the realm of the ism, right? The, we all fall prey to the realm of the isms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, relativism, pluralism, emotionalism, denominationalism, many, many isms. And when you mishmash all those isms together, what you have as a finished product is someone who really don't believe there is such a thing as truth. And if there is such a thing as truth, no one's going to really know it. So whatever we feel is truth independently, well, that's our truth. It may not be your truth, but it's my truth. And, you know, we can all learn to get along in our divisions. Well, no. <laughs> Away from the subjective realm of no one knows anything, so let's just roll with our feelings to the objective absolutes. One plus one equals two. And when we move forward regarding this same logical platform and its principle towards the question, is the earth old or young or does it even matter? Well, we have to understand that it, there is a platform in which it certainly does matter. And of course, our brother Wayne Jackson here is not shy about his position. Uh, his linguistic pen reveals certainly his uh, worldview. And I now, not before, not in my past life, but now I see where he's coming from. And I agree with it because I've made my own independent studies into the science, into the history, into the reasoning, into the things that have been made available to us within the scientific realm uh, and, uh, you know, thermodynamics, bi biogenesis, uh, cause and effect, and various other things like that, that I, I mean, I'm just the blue collar guy. I don't, I'm not a scientist. I don't teach these things. I've not spent 10 years learning these things, but I have, uh, or I haven't, I haven't spent 10 years in an academic setting learning these things, but I have certainly spent 11 years now and counting uh, learning these things from my own independent efforts. And um, it, it was quite fascinating and eye-opening. Like I, I had to come to a great many forks in the road. Like, oh man, I used to believe a certain way for so long. Am I gonna, am I gonna keep embracing the tradition of my thoughts and what I well, used to think, you know, what I was thought at, what I was, what I was taught at school, what, what the community had become, uh, what, what, what they started to believe in. Am I going to follow this path? What, you know, so you kind of have to be honest with yourself. Uh, again, don't believe me, believe the evidence that's available. And you kind of just, it'll show you who you truly are. If you're an honest individual, you will follow the evidence to its logical conclusion. And I think that's indeed where our brother here, Wayne, is going with this article. So we keep reading. Using one or both of these false interpretations of the sacred text, and he was speaking, of course, of the gap theory and the date-age view uh, pertaining from an individual who would consider himself or herself a believer in God, yet with the caveat of evolution attached to God. So using one or both of these false interpretations of the sacred text, theistic evolutionists tried to forcefully argue that the Bible should be interpreted in ways that accommodate the vast ages of time required for the evolutionary scheme. Yeah, because you have to fit that in there 
if you're going to cling to that worldview, which is socially accepted in our day and age, in this culture, it was, of course, refuted, rebuked and refuted by science uh, a century or so ago, but since has now found its ways back into modern public uh, landscape. Others, the article says, others, parentheses, including this writer, affirm that the idea of a young earth is in harmony with both scientific and biblical evidence. And I, I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly, not blindly. Not because Brother Wayne Jackson said so. And Wayne Jackson is certainly a well-respected uh, brother in Christ who has a, a history of bulk work uh, and time that he has spent. I mean, but it's not because of him that I agree with him. <laughs> it's because I, of my own self, independently have done these studies and have researched the evidence. And I've listened to the arguments on both sides. I've listened to a great many debates and I've paid attention uh, uh, to what was being presented because I wanted, again, to know the truth, if there was such a thing as truth. Uh, there are various things you will find on Christian Courier from our brother Wayne Jackson that I might not agree with, things that have to do perhaps with scruple, opinions, matters of one's personal judgment and conscience, academic pursuits. I may not agree with everything along those lines, but I certainly am united with Wayne in scriptural, doctrinal matters. Anyway, so we keep reading. And many feel that the question of the Earth's age is just not very important. It's just not a thing. Why should we even talk about it? The preacher shouldn't preach about it. The teacher shouldn't teach about it. Christians shouldn't even talk about it. It's just divisive anyways, right? It's just going to cause division. It's going to cause problems, and we don't want to talk about it. I mean, why bring it up? It doesn't matter. Well, they contend that the Bible is silent regarding such matters, that the Bible doesn't talk about it, so why make a mess of it? Hence, the universe may be old or young. The issue is irrelevant. Some brethren take that position. Why, why tinker with it? Don't even talk about it. Leave it alone. I, speaking here, the article reading, I meaning Wayne Jackson, affirm that the Bible does talk about the age of the earth and that there are chronological dat data in the scriptures that suggest the earth is relatively young. And if that is true, then this theme, as with any biblical subject, can never be irrelevant. Again, my own personal independent studies have arrived at that same conclusion. I, too, firmly believe that the scriptures, with evidence in an honorable court presented, affirm, affirm uh, the age, the, earth, uh, the age of the earth, and, and things along those lines. It may not be to its most precise uh, day and hour, but certainly within the realm of approximates uh, being rather in the thousands than in the millions or billions. So the article continues now and says, why you should care whether or not the Bible talks about the age of the earth? If the Bible did not address this topic, it wouldn't matter when the material universe began, would it? No. An all-powerful God could have accomplished his creation billions of years ago or thousands of years ago. It wouldn't matter. But Christians should want to know the answer to this question because it further fuels our defense for what is true. Does the divine narrative speak regarding the age of the earth? 
An honest person will humbly let the testimony of the Bible settle the issue. Yeah, it will. On the other hand, those who feel that the Earth's present order is the result of evolutionary processes are forced to debate the issue, because evolution could not have happened if the Earth's lifespan is measured in thousands of years. In other words, an ancient Earth is required because long periods of time are essential for evolution to work. It's the religion of time. All evolutionists admit that without enough time, the process could never have occurred. Yeah. Dr. George Wald, an evolutionist, said, quote, Time itself performs the miracles. And therein we see the kind of faith one has when clinging to evolutionary worldviews. Blind faith. In what? In something we can't see. What is that? Time. Is there evidence? No. But it certainly alleviates our guilt when living a sinful life. Why? Because there's no God. There's no consequence. There's no right or wrong. Right? But again, towards the eye of the believer, our brother or sister in Christ, who would consider himself or herself a theistic, a theistic evolutionist, what about that? Well, let's keep reading the article and we'll see if we can put some, put some input. Making assumptions and looking at evidence, the article says. In view of the foregoing, every sincere student of the Holy Scriptures should consider the following facts. Over the past 200 years of scientific investigation, there has been absolutely no scientific proof that the Earth is billions of years old. Now, that is indeed a factual statement. That's a bold statement. He recognizes it himself. But it will stand to a close examination of the what now? Not my feelings. The evidence. The average layman thinks that geologists have infallibility. Or infallibly? Okay, infallibly. Infallibly establish the antiquity of the earth. They have not. And their candid writers admit this. Yeah. See, Dr. Stefan Morbath of the University of Oxford wrote, and I have no, absolutely no family ties to this Stefan. I'm a completely different Stefan, all in, altogether. <laughs> so this Stefan here has to say, quoting now, no terrestrial rocks closely approaching an age of 4.6 billion years have yet been discovered. The evidence of, for the age of the Earth is circumstantial, being based upon indirect reasoning. What about Dr. John Eddy of the High Altitude Observatory in Boulder, Colorado, declared, quote, There is no evidence based solely on solar observations that the sun is 4.5 to 5 billion years old. He went on to say, quote, I suspect that the sun is 4.5 billion years old. However, given some new and unexpected results to the contrary, and some time for frantic recalculation and theoretical readjustment, I suspect that we could live with Bishop Usher's value for the age of the earth and sun. I don't think we have much in the way of observational evidence in 
astronomy to conflict with that. Hmm. Though Usser's precise calculations are now considered to be imprecise, it is interesting to observe that an increasing number of scholars are gravitating back in that direction, meaning these individuals who would adhere to evolution have since throughout the decades, the ages, utilizing the tool called science. Science is a tool. It's, it shouldn't be... It shouldn't be hijacked as religion, though that's what's taking place with evolution, but it's a tool to be utilized, to observe, to test, those kind of things. Well, individuals who would adhere to billions of years within the fields of scientific method have become the recipients of a thought they would not have allowed themselves to be uh, receiving. And what is that? Well, maybe the earth and the sun and things are not as old as we've been saying they are. Let's keep reading the article. Scientific, quote-unquote, data methods rigged to win. Well, yeah, for sure. If there's an agenda, you have to rig the game to your agenda, right? So the techniques for dating the earth are based on uniformitarian assumptions. Uniformitarianism is an evolutionary concept that interprets all historical data in light of present observations. The present is the key to the past, according to this theory. The radiometric methods for dating the Earth's rocks are based on the decay sequences of certain elements that scientists observe present presently. For example, uranium-238, parentheses called a, quote, parent element, will, through a series of decomposition processes, ultimately produce lead, 206, parentheses called a, quote, daughter element. Scientists believe they know the present rate of decay. So if a sample rock is found to contain both uranium, 238, and lead, 206, the ratio of the two is used to calculate the age of the sample rock, right? However... Scientists admit that in order for this technique to be valid, certain assumptions about this decay rate must be granted. And that's what I really um, find disingenuous in a great many who are so stubbornly set in their ways, religiously in the cult of time, that they provide it or they present it as if it is a scientific fact and anyone who disagrees with it is a science denier. No, be just, uh, just be real with it. Call it what it is. Assumptions. Okay, so first, it is assumed that there was no lead 206 present in the sample rock when the rock was formed. That's an assumption. But what if lead 206 was a part of the original rock formation? If true, that fact alone invalidates the entire system. And how can a scientist prove no lead 206 was there in the beginning? Second, it must also be assumed that neither the amounts of parent uranium nor the daughter lead has either decreased or increased since the rock was formed. However, there is an increasing body of evidence that indicates that both parent and daughter elements 
under the proper conditions, can migrate in and out of the rocks, thus changing the ratio of elements. Another assumption is made that decay rates, decay rates have remained constant since the rock was formed. Again, recent research has shown that while these decay rates appear constant within narrow limits, under special circumstances like intense heat or volcanic activity, the decay rates may be altered considerably. Evolutionist Frederick B. Oh boys, Juenemen. Juenemen? He wrote, quoting now from Frederick, The age of our globe is presently thought to be some 4.6 billion years, based on radio decay rates of uranium and thorium. Such confirmation may be short-lived, as nature is not to be discovered quite so easily. There has been, in recent years, the horrible realization that radio decay rates are not as constant as previously thought nor are they immune to environmental influences. And this could mean that the atomic clocks are reset, reset during some global disaster, and events that brought the, oh boys, Mesozoic, Mesozoic to a close may not be 66 million years ago, but rather within the age and memory of man. Hmm, interesting, isn't it? The article continues now with, Dating techniques are inconsistent. Numerous pieces of evidence reveal that evolutionary dating methods are not reliable. The following examples demonstrate the folly of giving unqualified endorsement to the different, quote, clocks that are reputed to prove the Earth is ancient. Studies on submarine... Uh, oh, boys, what's this word? Studies on submarine... Basaltic rocks from Hawaii, known to have formed less than 300 years ago, when dated by the potassium-argon method, revealed ages from 160 million to almost 3 billion years. The shells of mollusks have been dated up to 2300 years old. Freshly killed seals have been dated at 1300 years and mummified seals dead only some 30 years yielded dates as high as 4,600 years. Dating techniques are inconsistent. How can you have billion-year-old rock, or let me, let me phrase it this way, how can you have a 1,300-year-old uh, uh, tree in a billion-year-old rock? That kind of stuff. There's an inconsistency there. And I don't need to have spent 10 years in an academic class to know this as your daily peasant, your layman, right? Your, your blue-collar guy. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't have to be a veterinarian to identify a dog, right? Okay, let's keep reading. Rapid stal stalactic or stalactite formation. And again, you'll have to forgive me on pronouncing these words. I'm a French guy, speaking English. All right, give me a break over here. What's the matter with yo? Come on, give me a break over here. Okay, so rapid stalactite formation. According to the evolutionary dating scale, that word, parentheses, mineral deposits formed by dripping water, 
Okay, that's what that word means. Grow at the rate of about one inch per century. Huge deposits formed by dripping water are used as, quote, proof of the ancient age of the earth. However, in an unused underground wing of the Milwaukee Public Museum, these here deposits formed by dripping water measured some six feet long. This would suggest, according to uniformitarian assumptions, that the museum was built 7,200 years ago, or 5,700 years before Columbus sailed to the New World. Many other examples, equally devastating, could be cited. We continue. Is there biblical evidence for a young earth? Well, there are biblical affirmations that suggest an earth that is relatively young meaning in the day it was created. Because through my independent studies, obviously this earth, though it was created at a relatively young period of time, it was created old and functional. Similar to, of course, Adam and Eve, the first human beings to be created were created functional. Right? Okay, let's keep reading. If it can be biblically established that humanity and the earth are approximately the same age, and if it can be shown that man's existence is to be measured in terms of thousands, not millions or billions of years, such would demonstrate the relative youthfulness of our earth, right? Accordingly, please consider the following clear literal declarations of scripture. First one, A. Moses declared that all created things had their genesis in the same week. Genesis 1.31. This included both earth and man, and that, quote, week consisted of literal days, such as Israel observed in keeping the Sabbath, Exodus 20, verse 11. I take, I take a drink of water now, high-quality H2O. All right. <clears throat> B. The prophets affirmed that Jehovah's sovereignty had been evident to man from the beginning, even from the foundations of the earth. You can compare that over with Isaiah chapter 40, verse 21. C. Christ stated that, quote, male and female, in other words, Adam and Eve, had been made, quote, from the beginning of the creation, Mark 10, 6. And Christ should know, for he was there. John chapter 1, verse 1 and following. The statement can never be harmonized with the notion that the earth existed billions of years before the creation of mankind. D. Paul argued that evidence of the invisible God has been perceived, obviously by man, quote, since the creation of the world, Romans 1, 21. Anyone who takes the plain testimony of the scriptures seriously cannot but see the import of such passages. Additionally, the Bible indicates that man's years on the earth have been relatively few. In Luke chapter 3, the historian lists the genealogy of Jesus all the way back to Adam, who was the, quote, first man, 1 Corinthians 15. Now, from Christ back to Abraham, there are some 55 generations. Archaeology has demonstrated that these 55 generations span approximately 2,000 years at the most. 
Further, from Abraham on back to Adam, there are but 20 additional generations, a number of which were renowned uh, for longevity. Even if one granted a few possible omissions in the genealogy, as with some of the Old Testament genealogies, you know, comparing with Ezra 7, 3, and 4, and 1 Chronicles 6, 6 through 10, there is no reason to assume that those earlier generations of the Lord's family tree are treated in a different manner than the later generations. Hence, they span only a few thousand years, certainly not millions. If that is not the case, then the genealogy, uh, the genealogy, <laughs> genealogical records of the Bible are a meaningless waste of space, right? The scriptures are thus not silent concerning the relative ages of earth and man. The Bible affirms their youthfulness. See, all these things, again, I had to independently study my own mind and uh, find the uh, logical conclusion, something defendable. Well, that is what it is. And I, I, I was noticing that from the position of theist, theistic evolutionist and also from, of course, godless uh, evolution, um, it was simply just trying to twist what the Bible was saying to make it say what they wanted it to say. Like the plain reading, it, it, like the Bible says one plus one equals two, and we'd be like, well, here, here's why one plus one doesn't equal two. That's not what it really means. Yeah, but that's what it says, though. You know? Okay, we keep reading, but is there scientific evidence for a young earth? The article asks, and of course, this article is from our friends over at ChristianCourier.com. Is there scientific evidence for a young earth? The inspired word of God is the final word on any subject which it addresses. That, of course, for us believers is the truth, is it not? It is the sole source authority for all religious matters. It is an inspired book. It is the penmanship of the Holy Spirit. It was written by 40 inspired men throughout the span of about 15 or 1600 years from various locations, geographical locations, cultures, times in our history. Yet they all spoke the same uh, united message, the message of the Messiah. And within the message of the Messiah and the redemption found within him is recorded history, right? Inspired recorded history. And within the information of that, uh, those accounts, we can certainly find information or evidence uh, pointing to the fact the article continues and says, in spite of evolutionary claims to the contrary, it is refreshing to know there are genuine scientific evidences which point to a young earth, and this is in harmony with scripture. Of the many tests that might be discussed, only a few can be mentioned here. First, first one, Earth's magnetic field. Dr. Thomas Barnes, professor emeritus of physics at the University of Texas has done extensive research in the decay of the Earth's, ma Earth's magnetic field. His findings indicate that the magnetic field was created only a few thousand years ago and is decaying towards extinction. Water and oil reservoirs under pressure. Deep under the crust of the Earth, there are huge reservoirs of oil and water. Many of these reservoirs are characterized by extremely high fluid pressures. It is this high pressure that produces the 
gushers, with which well drillers are so familiar. Now scientists are aware of the fact that these underground pressures are gradually diminishing, much like air seeping from an automobile tire. What intrigues them is this. If this seepage has been going on for millions of years, parentheses, evolutionists assume these reservoirs are millions of years old, but right? Well, why hasn't the pressure been completely diminished? It's, it's, it's a good question to ask. Common Joe will ask this question. It is an acknowledged fact that the rock above these pressure pools is, even under the strictest conditions, poros, poro, perus, perus enough to allow the pressure to escape in a matter of a few thousand years. Meteorites missing in lower strata. Supposedly, meteorites have been falling from outer space to Earth for billions of years. If the various strata of the Earth required billions of years to build, meteorites should be found all the way down in each individual stratum. But the fact is, meteorites have not been found in the so-called older strata. It would thus appear that the sedimentary strata, water laid, were laid down in a relatively short period of time. This would explain why the meteorites are found near the top. This also fits well with the biblical narrative about the flood, right? Of course. It's like having, it's like opening the box, putting all the puzzle pieces on the table. It's a mess. All these little intricate little pieces that have to be put together so that the image can be seen, recognized, and studied. Well, We've got a problem when we have a preconceived agenda not to allow the pieces to fit together. So therefore, we never see the image properly. But if we allow the pieces to be put together as they were created to do so, now we see the picture. Why are we trying to make fit pieces that don't fit with others? Let's put the pieces, the pieces that, that, that fit together together, and we'll see the, the picture, right? Population statistics. According to recognized population growth statistics, if man had been multiplying on Earth for one million years, there would be more people than could be jammed into the entire known universe. And remember, evolutionists claim that man has been around two to three million years. The sun is shrinking. Astronomers claim that the sun is shrinking at the rate of 0.1% per century, approximately five feet per hour. If this shrinkage has remained constant, as evolutionists would predict, a hundred thousand years ago, the sun would have been twice as large as it is now. Moreover, at 20 million BC, the earth and sun would actually have been touching. For an, ex for an excellent track discussion, uh, for an excellent track discussing these and other evidences for a young earth, you can see the young earth which is available, of course, over at our friends in Apologetics Press. And we certainly do read from their articles from time to time as well. A very good website for you all to check out, apologeticspress.org. So to the conclusion, is the Earth therefore young or old? The evidence indicates that it is young. Does it matter? Yes, because a young Earth is consistent with the testimony of the Bible. Further, 
it is a valid argument against the essential ingredient of time required for the alleged process of evolution. And here, of course, Wayne Jackson quotes his sources. And that concludes the article. Well, valid information, you know, so much more, of course, can be said. It took me many years, of course, to... Um, come to the same conclusion. So you have to give yourself time if you're being honest with yourself and wanting to know what's true and what's not. You have to really kind of look at that. And there are, of course, pockets of conversation that apply regarding an individual who might come to Christ believing in evolution. Uh, of course, he or she would not be damned if they choose to follow Jesus, you know, uh, and be immersed into his uh, his fold, his body, for the forgiveness of their sins. I mean, one can be saved believing uh, in evolution. One can have his sins forgiven. However, he or she, within the church now, forgiven, a Christian now, born again, uh, after a period of time, should come to understand these things. And, of course, God's grace covers that period in which one comes to know the truth of the matter. Wow. Evolution has been one of the top five biggest lies perpetuated upon the citizenry. It's just not true. It's just not real. But they were truly cunning in the way they presented to have you thinking it is science, when in fact it really isn't. It isn't at all. Because if you start to... And the devil's wise to his ways, isn't he? He's cunning in his unrighteous manner. He knew that... One of the ways to remove people from faith is to decay the origins, to remove them from their origins. So if God has instructed us on how the earth began and we tell each other that science contradicts that, then we're going to doubt God. And that goes back to the very fall of mankind. What did Adam and Eve do? Well, they believed the devil. And what did the devil do? He made them doubt the word of God. So if we doubt our origins, Genesis, then what else in the Bible can we trust? Well, not much. It just becomes a book we pick and choose certain verses, you know, that we might want to use in our lives and discard the rest because it's not a trustable book. It's not a book that has any kind of validity with science, of course, no. Well, you see the damage that can be done with that. And of course, it discredits Jesus, who spoke himself of the beginning. So, was Jesus just high-handedly misinforming the people regarding the creation week? Didn't he know that his own father, God, utilized evolutionary pathogens to bring forth all this intelligence we see? Why was Jesus lying to the people? You see, we get into a lot of trouble. So does it matter? Yeah, it really does. It really does. This earth was created old, functional, if you will. But it wasn't created billions of years ago. And if we're honest with it, we'll accept that. Really. Because each and every one of us independently must face our maker one day when we depart this earth, or upon judgment. Let's just take the word of God for what it says. You know, 
allow the context to 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 uh, enter your thoughts. Anyway, it was quite the journey, of course, when I began looking into these things way back in 2011, uh, coming out of a worldview that was evolutionary, uh, atheistic more so, or entertaining the thought that there is no God and everything came about through evolution and that's science and don't question it because I'm not smart enough. Leave it to the scientists and the scientists say there is no God and uh, everything's evolution and that's science and so, okay, yeah, I guess so, that's it. And it certainly did help alleviate guilt from living in sin because if there's no God and everything's just a process of evolution, then there's no consequence there's no rhyme or reason to anything. We're slaves to the dance of our DNA. There's no right or wrong. Everything's subjective. It's all a matter of our own feelings. So you live, do what you want to, and then die. You're done. It's over. There's nothing else. Then you start to recognize that, whoa, this is kind of a very dark and depressing worldview. But nonetheless, if it's science and it's real, it just is what it is. So let it be. Well, what if these crazy Christians... And the things they say actually hold weight. Uh, I don't know if I want to pay attention to them. They're crazy people. Science deniers. Uh, I guess I'll just check out a few of the things they have to say. That's where I came about with Apologetics Press. I'm like, oh, what are these people saying? And I started to read their articles, listen to their video studies and their seminars and their information. And I was, I was like... Man, they certainly don't talk like a bunch of wackos. Like, they they talk pretty well, like educated well. What are they saying? I need to know. And I kept listening, and it kept pointing me to certain things. And again, I mean, I'd be here for hours talking to you about the process, but lo and behold, decade plus in, I'm firmly convinced and capable of defending the truth regarding old earth, young earth, the years. And again, it's not that I can bring you to a specific date and time, but I can give you an approximate, scripturally so, and with the evidence and the things that are revealed that we can see that are observable. And um, yeah, the earth's not billions of years old. It wasn't created billions of years ago. That, it doesn't fit. The, it just doesn't fit. The puzzle wouldn't be complete that way. <clears throat> All right, anywho, let me see here. Got ourselves a few comments. I don't I don't always look at the comments, and you'll have to forgive me, but I have a few here. Speed Chaser, how could Adam and Eve be created at the beginning of creation? Also, were angels created before humans? Angels were created at the beginning before man. The earth and all other things we uh, were created before humans. So how are Adam and Eve created at the beginning of creation? When Christ said, quote, no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, the son of man is in heaven. What is the answer to this parable? Thanks for the, for the comments there, Speed Chaser. I need a bit more time to kind of soak in what it is you're asking or saying. Uh, but in all cases, I appreciate you. And uh, I'll be leaving you all be. If anything, I might address those um, those uh, comments and questions next time around. Uh, for our topical discussion. Uh, but uh, yeah, stay focused and stay positive. Again, consider uh, subscribing to the channel and all those wonderful things. You might not agree with what I say. That's okay. We don't need to hate each other or anything. It's just, you know, 
trying to find the path to the truth, and once you know the truth, accepting it for what it is, you know. Um, sometimes we, there's answers to our questions that are not the answers we want to hear. You know, I've lived long enough on this earth now in my mid-40s to know that. <clears throat> sometimes the question you ask has an answer. It's just not the answer you're looking for because the answer you're looking for won't call you to change your thoughts because that's scary, changing our thoughts, right? Changing the way we live, changing the way we see things, it's, it's scary. So sometimes the answer is given and it's a factual answer. We don't want to hear it. We got this wall. We're not going to listen to that because that would that would if that's true. If one plus if one plus one equals two, if that's true, then I have to change my whole life, the way I think. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. And some sadly don't, and we'll have to face those consequences. Some of us do, and it certainly does lead to various sacrifices: losing friends, employment, family members. Receiving persecution, ridicule—you know—it it certainly does do things when you when you accept the truth in all facets of conversation and topic. But again, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to succumb to a, a fable, a lie, or are you truly going to accept the truth and roll with it and and see how far it goes? Oh, I went all the way down. Found the rabbit. Found the Mad Hatter. <laughs> All right, friends. You know I love you. You know I appreciate your kind attention. S share this far and wide if you if you find substance in this. Uh, and please consider supporting the work. You know, you can do so over at addedsouls.locals.com. Stay focused. Stay positive. Lord willing, we'll see each other again tomorrow. Peace out.